Welcome to, to the, the Millennialish Podcast with Manny and Nicole. We're here to tackle all things that need to be talked about and embarrass yourselves so you don't have to. Get ready to laugh and cry. New episodes every Wednesday. Hello! Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you guys for listening once again. Did you miss us last week? I think they missed us last week, maybe. I missed you guys so much. Yeah, it's been... Uh, actually, it's a good break because, like, we can focus on making our content, like, high quality, you know? Exactly. And given the recent news of the world, we just wanted to be still. Be still. There's a sign on the wall that says be still. And oh. in my tattoo. Wow. <laughs> Oh my gosh, a okay, great really. reminder. So today we are so excited because we have our very first guest. <laughs> Who is this man? Whose man's is this? Whose man's? <laughs> what is up, Eli? Elijah? Yo, yo. Elijah What's Rashad. Up? Who are you? <laughs> Thank you for having us. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to be your very first guest. I know this is a big deal for... Yes, no pressure. Right? Your audience and big deal for you guys. Uh, It's an honor, truly. Yeah, so if I could, I guess, just explain a little bit about myself. My name is Elijah Rashad, as Nicole said. I'm 25 years old. I am originally from Maryland, uh, up in Marlboro or Bowie, Maryland. Uh, moved here to California seven, almost eight months ago now. Wow. 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 We're all transplants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I moved here seven months ago to pursue acting. And I have been literally like the first weekend uh, of being here. I was in my first short film. Wow. Um, so amazing. It's crazy because <laughs> it was in San Bernardino where if, if you know anything about like Southern California and where I live in Orange County, um, it's about like an hour away from here where I live. So, Which is Newport Beach. Right. I live in Newport Beach now. And my first short film, literally two days after I got off the plane, was in San Bernardino. So I was freaking out, like trying to figure out how I'm going to get all the way to San Bernardino. Like, I didn't have a car. Um, I wasn't about to rent a car because I'm just like, I need to save as much money as I can yeah. as this new citizen of California. But needless to say, um, fast forward seven months later, here I am. I've done a lot of productions, whether it being like background work or um, short films. I didn't start acting when I moved here. I had been I have been acting for the past uh a little over 10 years, I think, since, like, middle school. Oh, so I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because you were in theater, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. I started in theater in, like, eighth grade, kept with it all throughout high school, um, off and on, of course, and then throughout college. Uh, I graduated with my associates in mass communications, I think, in, like, 2020. I did not know that. I know. Yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> I didn't even... So I knew I was on track to graduate. Like you have your associates? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
I didn't really make it a big deal about graduating because it was the middle of, like, Corona had just started in 2020, so I was just like, eh, I mean, I know I'm about to graduate, but I don't know what it's going to look like to graduate in the middle of a pandemic. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Yeah, and I got my diploma in the mail, and it was just just awkward because I was expecting, like, a a graduation. Yeah, but on the other hand, I was just like, it is what it is because they were telling me, the school was telling me that I wouldn't be able to even be a part of the virtual ceremony until like the following year and I was just like okay it's fine I'll just accept my diploma as it is I have it cool I'm done with school for now we'll see what happens exactly and then uh, I'm sure as to every great story there's been some obstacles that you've had to overcome yeah what what are some obstacles you had to overcome within the first three months some happened didn't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll start even before moving. So I had to obviously quit my job. I didn't want to. I wish I could have just transferred. But I quit my job. I left my family. That was the hardest thing I had to do oh, probably yeah. in my entire life. Because mm-hmm. I'm the youngest in my family. I have... The yeah, I have a lot of older siblings. Um, and we're all really, really, really close. <laughs> my luggage broke on the way <laughs> here. So I was almost without like some of my clothes and I think that was God's way of maybe telling me like you need to let some things go. Oh yeah, that was when you had to tape up all yeah. your luggage. You need to please you need to tell that story, please. Oh my gosh. So my two older sisters were dropping me off at the airport and um I had bought two extra suitcases, one large, one small, from Amazon. And they were in, like, really good condition. I read the reviews. It was fine. So I thought, <laughs> stuffed my ba- stuffed my clothes in my bags. I vacuum-sealed the clothes together so it could all fit. Yeah. Get to the airport. I'm checking in all of my... I have six suitcases. <laughs> and I'm checking them all in. The front desk attendant tells me that one of my bags are overweight. One of my bags are overweight. So I'm trying to open my bag and just transfer some clothes somewhere else. I I call my sisters. I'm like, hey, how far are you guys? Because I might need you guys to ship more of my things with the rest that's already preparing to be shipped. So uh, as I'm trying to unzip my bag, you know how when a zipper gets jammed, it might like... Break? Well, not (laughs) because it was still on the... zipper doesn't zip anymore. Yeah, but it's like opening one side while trying to close the other side. Oh, yes, Is that yes, 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 yes. Like, I mean, yes. that's what zippers do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Like, instead fine. of zipping, it's yeah, it like unzips. unzipping, but when it's supposed to zip. Right, yeah. so I take some clothes out, but as I'm trying to zip it back up, it won't. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at her like, can you, what am I supposed to do? She's like, well, you can either um, take this, what you can out. And put it in like a duffel bag, but it, the duffel bag that they provide doesn't have like any type of zipper or like button. I can't close it. And she tells me that whatever is lost or damaged, it's on me. Oh my god. So I'm like, I already spent a lot of money to get six of these bags across the country. Um, so you're also the type of person that brings plants across the country. I didn't bring any plants. That <laughs> one was mailed. I bought the rest. See, you still brought it across the country. No, it was mailed. It was mailed from across the country. Oh, so she, I'm like, can you, like, what am I supposed to do? And so she hands me a roll of tape and she's like, this is all we can do for you. Like whatever happens, happens. So I'm sitting in in front of the like check-in counter 
All these people are trying to check in, and here I am, rolling tape around my oh suitcase, my sweating because I have on all these clothes <laughs> that I just took out of my bag. My sisters are on the phone. I'm literally dripping oh in sweat. Oh my god, you wore layers because it wouldn't fit your suitcase? Yeah, plus it's cold on the plane, so I'm like, it'll, it'll be fine. It's the middle of July, That's mind you. so funny. So then I run out of tape. The tape that she hands me, I'm out. So I'm like, do you have any extra tape? So she hands me another roll, and two of her coworkers walk by. They're like, you know, we're gonna charge you for that tape. I'm like, please, I'm already going through a lot. Like, not today. He was joking. No, he oh, was joking. he was. Oh. Yeah. So she comes over because um, I guess she just saw how much struggle how I was. In. How much of a struggle I was in. So she's like pressing down on the bag. I'm trying to zip it up. And uh, I'm literally like, almost dripping sweat onto her hands. And she's like, uh-uh, baby, I hope you don't have COVID. And I was <laughs> like, I don't. I'm just trying to get together for you. I promise you I don't have COVID. She's like, all right, because, I mean, if anything happens, it's on you. And I was like, okay. Needless to say, I get it taped up um, long ways and short ways, and it makes it to California. Wow, in one piece. And, and you made it to California. More yeah. importantly. And here we are. And here we are recording this episode. And you were in a movie, which is amazing. I was in several, yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually not just a movie. Yeah. Movies, plays. Yes. Commercials. Songs. Social media commercials. Yeah. Yeah, backup singing, all that jazz. He's in Jack our of all trades. Worship band too. We forgot to say that. Yeah. Um, I sing with Hillsong. Uh, worship like Orange County, <laughs> not the band, man. Like, <laughs> the church. One day. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Started singing. I think in like fifth grade, I joined choir in elementary school. Well, obviously it's fifth grade. <laughs> um. Stuck with it throughout high school. And then, I had never ever danced in my life. But when I first joined this musical, uh, in like 2018. You Somehow, you dance. the spirit of God just, I was dancing for joy, I guess, because... <laughs> You're a dancer now. Yeah, the directors literally called me out. i never forget it. They called me out, and they were like, how long have you been dancing? And I was like, I was in one musical my senior year of high school. That was three years ago. Oh, my gosh. At the time, and since then, I haven't danced, like, ever. And they were like, oh, we need you. We need you to be, like, in the front. We need you to... Like, you were like, a dancer. I guess, yeah. <laughs> For the Lord only, for the Lord. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Anyway, thank you for introducing yourself. So today <clears throat> is a topic that is very near and dear to our hearts. It's very sensitive. And very controversial. Exactly. No one really talks about it because of the stigma that's there towards it. Today we're talking about... Mental health. Bum, 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 bum. Something we all need to be familiar with. <laughs> so Manny, I heard you had some statistics. So, did you guys know that millennials are called the burnout generation? I believe it. Yeah, I can <laughs> definitely believe that. <laughs> Rightfully so. And, you know, a few of those reasons being we're in way more financial debt now. We are consuming way more social media. Our heavier workloads, you know, housing is way too expensive. We oh. can't freaking buy houses, you know. <laughs> um, and especially in California. Especially in California. So friends of mine from back home just bought a house. Yeah, today. exactly. Same. Yeah, when I, I hear like those yeah. big mansions for like two hundred thousand like, dollars, like excuse me, okay. And then, <laughs> uh, 
Another statistic is millennial women are 20% less healthy than men. She got the facts. Um, I did read this off of Blue Cross Blue Shield. Cite your sources. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And they did this survey where they asked millennials across America, you know, they explored the topic of mental health and received extremely helpful feedback. And I want to share those few points with you and number one being remove the stigma remove the stigma that you don't need therapy that you're okay you're fine go outside no you know if you are over (laughs) I think like 14 years old I think you should go to therapy whether you've had the happiest life ever it just is only there to make you a better more self-aware person okay number two embrace the whole person care Meaning that we need to meet the needs of millennials. We need to provide physical care like we do mental care. We need to provide mental Mm -hmm. care like we do physical care. We need to do more mental health screening. And, you know, another one being we need to control cost and improve access to therapy. Uh, Half Mm. of the reason my friends or family don't go is because it costs too much. Because Mm -hmm. their insurance doesn't cover it. And that has been a big holdback to people I personally know who can't but want to. Yeah. Another is, um, you know, establish trust and build relationships. A lot of people have been, you know, just... Let down. Let down. And (laughs) it just sucks. And I really am a big mental health advocate. I have personally found my own mental health journey with my therapist here in California. She's amazing. She has really helped me do some self-discovery that took me 28 years, A, to accept, B, to finally unlearn patterns, and C, to realize that it all stemmed from my childhood. And, oh, it was amazing. And didn't you have some great news too? Yeah, so I just got a therapist today. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I had seen a therapist before for about a year and stopped because I just felt like I was at a good um, stopping point, but then quickly realized, like, there never really is a stopping point. You need to get your mental health in check, even if you're having a good day, you know, like, at least have that, like, non-biased person in your life that you can say everything and they can tell you the science behind like why you're feeling the way you feel and Mm. discover that and even when you're not like going through something I know my therapist and I did a whole session about like oh like let's find your family tree and figure out like are there any patterns in your family tree that you might like you know be the reason why you act a certain way so even things like that is super cool that being said um we actually brought Eli here for a very specific reason, mm-hmm. and that's because he has worked in the mental health field. I have. Yeah. Tell I have. us all about it. Okay, yeah, so starting back in 2018, I think, like 2017, 2018, that's when I first started working in the professional, I mean, the mental health field professionally. But I feel like just growing up, I've always been inclined to seek better understanding for other people. Like just being that extra hand to hold or just like shoulder to cry on or just always advocating for other others 
if they can't advocate for themselves. Just always all around like caring person. Um, but it wasn't until I started working at a DC public charter school known as the Children's Guild Aww. in 2017 and 2018. Um, I was actually offered a job by uh, a really good friend of mine's mom. My church and I were hosting a like coffee house, which is pretty much just like a worship night um, that we do like once a year. Or we did once a year. And she came up to me and she was like, I noticed that you're really like good with kids. And I was like, you think so? Because I don't, I mean, I'm not opposed to like doing that, but I didn't really like take it into consideration. And she's like, well, how would you feel about working here? And I was like, well, what would I be doing? Like teaching? I don't have a like teaching degree. Like, I don't know. She's like, no. So we are looking for more therapeutic behavioral aids. And I was like, what the heck is that? You know, <laughs> I've never heard of that. At the time I was like 21, I think. Um, and I was working at Panera Bread for like the oh, past five years. So I'm like switching that. from Panera Bread to mental health. I was like, I'm interested because I can get paid to do what I love to do anyways. Yeah. So tell me more about it. And so pretty much a therapeutic behavioral aid is very similar to a dedicated aid at any other like public school if they offer that type of care. But you also provide more like mental, emotional support wow. because the kids in those schools or in that school they were taking out of they were taken out of their like um surrounding school and placed in that school due to whatever behavioral issues or learning disabilities or emotional disabilities that they were already going through and so as a therapeutic behavioral aid i was responsible for just you know being like that extra support um whether it's helping with like teaching them the lesson that they were just like learned that they just learned from their teacher or with that when they're having a meltdown just like you know trying my best to offer wow. that support That's or good. if they're running on the school like I have to because it would just happen yeah. yeah I mean I, I learned pretty quickly like you don't you just you just <laughs> wait for them to come to you yeah. or for the behavioral coach to come around but um so I was there for two years and I met I was assigned to one student only and I talked to him to this day, kid you not, Aww. five years later. So his name is Zion Williams. Aww. And Rosie. I would never forget, shout out Zion Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I would never forget the day I walked into that school building. It was the behavior coach, the head of behavioral, like the, the department, and the principal were sorting through the list of children to assign to me, you know, spanning from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. And I was like, I'm down to work with you know, whatever age I was already working, not working, but I was already volunteering as a youth leader at my church. So I'm like, I can, I got it guys. Like, don't even worry about <laughs> All it. Age groups. <laughs> I, yeah. I, just give me a small group. We're fine. <laughs> no. So they assigned me to Zion Williams at the time he was in second grade. So he was seven years old and he comes out of the classroom and they're like, Zion, this is your, your TBA or therapeutic behavioral aid, Mr. Eli, Mr. Eli, this is Zion. Zion looks up to me and he's like, are you going to help me learn? And Aww. I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to try my best. Oh my you know, gosh. I'm going to do what I can. Give me the support, bro. And since then, like, our relationship has just been rocky at, at first. Yeah. But it's been super strong because, you know, I took extra time to just understand the yeah. needs. Well, I tried my best, like I said, to understand the needs that he had. And he went through a lot of trauma in those past two years prior to meeting me. Um, wow, at seven years old. Yeah, like starting at age five, he just yeah. was just going through it. And yeah. 
it took a lot of work. So the classes he would in, he was in, they would switch. So he would have like English and I don't know, like social studies in the beginning and then switch to math and science at the end of the day. And when he switched to math class, he would just go straight to the computer because the teacher was just so over him. I came to the school in like the middle of the, in the, of the year. Yeah. It was February. So he was already accustomed to just going straight to the computer, not doing any work for that class. Old habits, yeah. Yeah, and so we went from him kicking and screaming as I'm trying to wean him off the computer to running around the school building to getting at least his name on the paper and then getting maybe like one problem done or half of a problem done to getting the first page of the worksheet done. And then eventually he wanted to do the entire worksheet himself or try his best to do the entire worksheet himself. And it was not easy, I kid you not. Like, he would cry every single day from second grade to, like, fourth, fifth grade. Um, but in doing all that hard work that I loved so much, um, I was still in school, so I it was hard for me to focus on what I needed to do as an individual while also trying to take care of other people. So I was talking to an old coworker of mine who was the school therapist, and I was just like, bro, you know, I'm having a tough time trying to, you know, get my priorities in check, so I'm thinking about, like, leaving the guild, and he was like, what? I mean, I respect that, you know, definitely prioritize yourself, um, but how do you feel about working at this mental health clinic that I work at? And I was like, oh, sweet, like, what would I be doing? And he was like, well, you'd be a rehabilitation coordinator and I was like what is that <laughs> like am I working with like physical therapy like what is that and he's like no 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 so you would technically work right under a therapist and you would be responsible for the same type of thing that you do at this at the school which nice. is just emotional support uh, academic support mental support obviously and then oftentimes physical support and that was at the same time as the other one yeah so for about a year I think I had both jobs so I would work eight hours at the school and then and... after work I would either go straight to class if I had class that night or I would go straight to my other job and have sessions with those clients and um I did that for two years also it was really really interesting I learned a lot about you know myself and how to listen to people, how to help others find resolutions without giving them those resolutions like myself, just helping them um, find the problem. I mean, find the solution to their problems. Well, I guess, yeah, identifying the problem, first of all, and then helping them find the solution. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. And I, I want to get back into it, but, you know, I'm still sorting that out. You're like, let me get my acting career Yeah, first. I want to do it all, but yeah, I got to prioritize. Yeah, exactly. I will, I will, I so that brings me to my question. It's kind of a two-part question. Why are you passionate about mental health, and what kind of made you want to be in the mental health field? Mm -hmm. Mr. Eli. <laughs> So I'm passionate about mental health because I understand that there's a bigger, like I love people. I'll start by saying that I love people and I've always been the one to just reach out to somebody in the crowd if they're just like by themselves or just always trying to like help somebody else. Nurture. Yeah. I just have that. Yeah. I just have that personality trait yeah, or that characteristic that just wants to, you know, make everyone feel loved. So yeah. 
Um, I, I kind of like brushed up on it earlier, but when I was just like, you know, leading worship or helping out at the coffee house my church held at the school, that's kind of when it all started, I think. Um, I'd say it even went back to starting in youth ministry as a leader, yeah. which caught me completely by surprise because I didn't even expect to be like nominated for president of my youth ministry. Um, but through that time, they helped me, my church helped me realize, you know, like, you have these traits, and you're just, you have a willing heart, so why not, you know, just, like, use the gift that God gave you, um, that's so good, that is so good, yeah, thank you, and then, what was the second part, I'm sorry, you kind of answered that, what made you get into the, yeah, 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 okay, next question, So as a rehab coordinator, Mm -hmm. what was the primary um, age group that you were working with? Were you mostly with kids or did you kind of branch out to the other ages? So it started with young adults, teenagers and kids. My youngest client, funny enough, he was seven also. And then at the time, my oldest client, I think, was 19 or like 18, something like that. And then... Fast forward two years of working there, um, they gave me more and more adult clients. So my oldest client was, they were on the same age, my older two clients. They were like 50-something. Wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then what would you consider, this is, you know, in your opinion, to be one of the leading causes of mental health? you know, one of the issues, and maybe we can get more specific in as a man, or as a black man, or as a young man, like, what okay. are just some things that come to mind that are, like, wow. Uh, causes of mental health illness? Issues, yeah. Issues? Uh, trauma from, like, a young age that yeah. we don't realize it then, whatever we're, we went through, um, how exactly. it affects our mental health growing up, because then we begin to identify like if these patterns are so familiar I need to stick with them um, even if they don't make sense but mm-hmm. it's because it's familiar it's almost comforting yeah so <clears throat> that could spawn from like I don't know something that's like depressing or that might raise some anxiety within you I mean we all struggle with anxiety some yeah. more than others so yeah. That's a big part of it also. Um, also. Or just like the fear of the unknown. We just allow maybe our insecurities to get the best of us. I mean, it's 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 so many things. Yeah. You know, there's, I don't think it's just one thing. That you know, there's child abuse. There's yeah. just growing up as a single child yeah. with one parent or death. Just or so being many. told you're not good enough all your life. Yeah. Like comparing yourselves from a very yeah. young yeah. age, trying to grow up too fast. Yeah. Or just like feeling like the black sheep in your family or like yeah. whatever it but is. Even if you grew up in a family where you pretended everything was fine, nothing talked about, what you know, it was just, that's yeah. not good either. Yeah. So all of those things and more, I'm sure, can can cause severe mental illness. Yeah, so what do you think is your biggest challenge that you've seen um, working in the mental health field? Whether it's with the people you worked with or just your everyday challenge. Um, 
I mean, with like legally without giving too much away, <laughs> uh, I would say like the most current, I mean, not current, the most uh, common mental illness was like depression. Mm. Um, just because people didn't feel like they were worthy enough to live the life that they were blessed with, to say the least. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I can like speak on specific, you know, situations, but it was hard not really having any training in the mental health field at all. And then given like a maybe 15 to 20 person caseload and you're just like here, help them figure out their problems. Thank God I had, you know, coworkers who could help me out. Um, Cause they did. And we had like meetings every month just to like, you know, expand our, our knowledge on the Give different more topics. resources. Yeah, That's so exactly. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's needed. So the staff trainings actually helped. Um, and then, like, by God's grace, I was able to just, you know, be myself, but allow the sessions to kind of just, like, lead themselves. Because um, essentially, I was just there to listen and then help them just identify, you know, like I said, the problems that they were facing. Um, but the challenge still was, like, okay, so when do I talk about because when I'm given a client Mm -hmm. um I have like their whole profile like I'm their case manager pretty much and so I know what their illness is but I don't want to like in the first session be like hey my name's Elijah I know you're struggling with blah 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 let's talk about it like that's so that's that's so so blunt yeah Yeah. Yeah. and I would be very I would feel very awkward in a session like that so I'm like okay if I could be empathetic and put myself in their shoes. How would I want a session to go? And that's pretty much what I ran with each time. And then it helped talking to their assigned therapist afterwards to kind of get a better idea of like what oh, they're doing in sessions. Yeah. So maybe I can like History. relate. That's so good. Yeah. And then like I said, just being myself. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So do you think there's a stigma between Christianity and, like, therapy? And if so, why do you think there's a stigma? Yeah, um, I don't even think it's just, like, Christianity. I think a lot of people in general just have a stigma towards mental health or seeking um, help for their mental health. Um, But I guess to answer your question specifically, like, in the church, let's just say, you know, older saints, um, <laughs> when they hear about, you know, younger saints or people who are new to the faith going through, like, mental problems or just life problems, they're just like, oh, take it to God and just pray, pray about on it, it. <laughs> seek him first and blah, 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 like, worship him through the highs and like You should do those things, of course, but... There is nothing wrong, and I'll say it again, there is nothing wrong with seeking professional help. Nothing wrong. At all. And it helps a lot more than you could probably realize. I mean, the same people that are telling you not to, to, like, seek therapy are the same ones that haven't even gone to therapy. So how can they have an opinion on something they've never tried? Yeah. And like Manny said earlier, you know, it's like, when you see a doctor... For, mm-hmm. like, physical wounds, why don't you see one for mental wounds? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. you have you know? more mental wounds than you do physical wounds. Yeah. But I think a lot Unless of people... you're a football player, but yeah. 
Because you can pray about the physical wounds. Yes. You can pray about anything. You can pray about anything. But, like, we still go to doctors, so, like, that's kind of hypocritical. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, but I think a lot of people um, who aren't or haven't been exposed to therapy, they have this idea that because I'm, I'm a man, let's just, you know, go ahead and categorize men. Let's just say that... Um, you know, we're taught from a young age, some of us, that you should be strong enough or you can do it. Like, you don't need to share your feelings as much or at all, even. Like, you're, you're more than capable. I'm not saying I've been told those things, but I'm, I've heard that those are, like, common things that guys hear growing up. And especially in, like, different cultures, too, seeking mental health is is very, like, looked down upon for whatever reason. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I literally was just talking to one of my mom's friends Mm. about um, how we talked about we were reading the same book because our therapist recommended it. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you millennials, why do you spend money on therapists? And I'm like, (laughs) I literally was so internally angry and I think you texted me about that yes. <laughs> as it was happening. I did text you about that because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I want to be respectful because she's older than me and she's my mom's friend and my friend's mom, you know, like, how do I, like, navigate through this? Like, yeah. I'm just like, what do you mean? Why do you millennials spend money on this? And then she continues to say, I just deal with it. It's reality. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, what? But I think what people like that do they have a tendency to just vent to you know like their friends or family about whatever the issues are whether they're experiencing them or not and then it turns into gossip whereas if you were to just turn to a professional like therapist they would actually provide like insight and solutions to whatever those problems are so you're not like because gossip is like polluting your I life, like that. You know? I like yeah. that. If you yeah. if you're doing that, it's a waste of energy, it's a waste it of time is. of your own and the person you're gossiping to. Yeah. yeah. So why not just, you know, get a professional like yeah. therapist? <laughs> Speaking of that, I read yeah, the perfect quote today and it said, If you have to talk to more than three people about the same problem, you don't want help, you want attention. Ooh. Yeah. And or validation. And validation. And then also in terms of that situation she's not only neglecting that issue she's going to project that onto her children mm-hmm. and so one of the reasons I want to be in therapy and I am in therapy is because I don't want my issues to be projected onto my future children mm-hmm. and then this is another topic that is really not talked about a lot and it's men's mental health mm-hmm. And especially men's mental health in the black community, in the Asian community, and then the Latino community, which mm-hmm. so happens to be We're all so of diverse. our <laughs> So, like, can we talk about that? How does it feel to be, you know, that's, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy because, like I said earlier, I had two clients who were in their 50s, and not to mention, they were women. And so when I was first assigned to them, I turned to... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I turned to my uh, my my agency director or my social worker, like, manager. I'm losing yeah. words right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I asked them, like, how am I supposed to engage... 
not that I'm opposed to it, but how do you suggest I engage in these sessions with these women who are moms Mm -hmm. and they're literally twice my age? Like, what am I to do? And she's like, well, yeah, she's like, number one, you're a working adult and they're struggling to either find work or just get out of bed in the morning and you do those things confidently because you just know how to. So don't look at it like you're a man, you're their woman, but look at it as like you're just doing your job to provide them, you know, the the help that they need. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, that's really good. I'm going to take that into the session. <laughs> and again, it just comes with being myself because with them, I know, well, with all of my clients almost, or anyone who's dealing with um, mental health issues, it's a battle with yourself, obviously, but it's like, I think it starts with trying to figure out your identity. And if you are having a hard time, like, you know, figuring that out, that's what then leads to either comparison or like the having those depressive thoughts like, oh, I, I'm not good enough for this, or I didn't get this job or relationship or um, reward because of like, whatever the case might be. So the therapists and the rehab coordinator and all those other people who work in the social health, uh, social worker or like mental health field are in place to help you like meet those needs. So anyway, um, in the mental health field, I don't even think that there are many men who work as, you know, therapists or social workers or rehab coordinators in any position. Um, and it was interesting because when I had those two clients who were women, um, one of them asked me, like, you know, how are you supposed to help me, like, as a man, and you're, like, my son's age? Like, what are you going to help me with if, you know, like, she was pretty much, like, belittling me because of my my gender. And I'm like, look, I was obviously, like, put in place to help you with whatever your situation is for a reason. So just give it time, and if you are completely, like, uncomfortable with it, I'm okay with that, but I'm telling you right now, like, I'm not here just because, like, I want to check. I'm here because I'm genuinely concerned about what's, what you're battling with mentally or emotionally or physically, and I want to be there for you. That is actually such an interesting perspective because me being Asian and mental health, so obviously you're a mental health professional, I'm on the other end of it. And I'm seeing a therapist. Mm. So when I first told my mom that I was seeing a therapist, she was like, what? Like, why would you see a therapist? <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously, like, she she even brags to people that I see a therapist Aww, now. And I she's like, that. it's helped her so much, like, mm. advocating for she's me and healed. for therapy. Um, <laughs> so good. it's super cool. But, you know, because she brags about, like, <clears throat> me and, like, therapy and everything, I still see people's faces, well, at least, like, mm-hmm. Asian people's faces, yeah. and I'm like, oh, therapy? Up. You know, like, I still see that, like, oh, like, something must be really wrong with her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or even, like, my grandma, when she first talked to me about it, she was like, oh, you're seeing a therapist. Yeah. Like, what's wrong? You know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, something was wrong, because that's what led me to see a therapist, but I don't think anything you need like nothing needs to happen in your life that's like super major right exactly therapist (laughs) yeah like you can literally just you know like i said in the beginning my therapist and i looked at our family tree and i you know talked about how like you know there's diabetes on like one side or there's like 
addiction on yeah. one side, you know? So mm. then in the future, like, I might have, like, some addictive tendencies, whether it's, like, binge-watching TV shows, yeah. like, so much or being, like, super hyper-focused on, like, something, you know? But yeah. that still is, like, it came from my family. So mm-hmm. without seeing a therapist, I would just think, like, oh, why am it's I like me. this, yeah. you know? But wow, I'm learning helpful. more yeah. about me. How about it, you, Mary? Yeah, no, and my grandma... We know also Colombian, part of the Latino community, very much was like, just, you need, all you need is just God and, and (laughs) just, you know, read the Bible. And I agree that's, you need that very much so, but to me, sometimes there's a chemical imbalance that needs to be medicated for, and there needs to be professional help. And, Mm. and I went through something as a child and I needed just professional help and it's just, things that you need and you know also going back to men and the lack of the advocacy for it is I went on Instagram one day and you know I follow a bunch of therapy for women and women get mental health and all these things and I looked for one for men therapy for men there was it's not limiting. an account yeah. Yeah. and it made me very sad and I'm like, I can't start one because I'm not a woman, but... You mean I'm not a woman? <laughs> I mean, are you? Because <laughs> I'm a woman and I'm not a man, but I... It just was very perplexing because yeah. men are on Instagram just as much as women, you know, mm. and men have just as many issues as we do. We so, have brains. Yeah. Just like women exactly. have brains. Exactly, and so it's just, it's sad that it's, you know, but anyways, I think that it was very insightful sharing your journey with us Thanks. and i learned a lot i learned a lot too. <laughs> did you actually like yeah it was just amazing Thanks. it's cool to talk about like people that are actually on mental health journeys because a lot of people out there aren't you yeah. know and mm. they are afraid to start or like i have one friend that's like oh it's just so much work to like talk about these things and i'm like yeah, but the payoff is, like, even greater, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you literally have nothing to lose except for a little bit of money, but we all spend our money on a lot of useless things, so... But there's free therapy. Spend something useful. Yeah, there, there's yeah. free therapy Psychology Today. Yeah. Um, what's that other one? The other website that people find therapists? BetterHelp. BetterHelp, yes. Yeah. And there's, like, online stuff. There are colleges that people um, go to school for therapy for. And sometimes they have a master program where they have to have clients for, like, a specific amount um, to practice on, basically, before, like, they're let, they let go to their own practice. Mm. And those type of therapies are actually cheaper. So if you can't afford, like, a therapist, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can still see one. Yeah. Yeah. And why don't we talk about some... Rose, Bud, and Thorn. Dun, dun, and dun. for those of you that don't know, yeah, I'm about to say, so, what is <laughs> um, one of my super good friends messaged me and she was like, "Do you guys do um, highs and lows, like highlights and lowlights for every podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, we try to." And then she suggested it and she said, "Okay, so just throwing it out, I do Rosebud Thorn, and I've done it with friends and in groups, and it's the best." So Rose means something that went well, something you enjoyed, the good stuff. Bud 
is something you're excited about that hasn't fully bloomed, but it's in like the flower bud stage and has potential. Like that's so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> and then thorn is something that was kind of a bummer. A little prickly prick. Shout out to Mama Seebs for this idea. Mama Seebs. So rosebud and thorn. Elijah, do you want to oh. go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay, let's all say our roses. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, let's do our first rose, okay. and then you go first. Um, let's see. Like, is it? Does it's that have to the be last like, two weeks? Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just about to ask that. Last two weeks, I. I'm like, let me look at my calendar real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think back. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go. So we, <laughs> so we just came out of Black History Month, um, and that is really exciting for me because I love being black <laughs> and <laughs> I was like moving out here like I'm not discrediting Orange County at all but moving from a predominantly black county to a predominantly white county I just felt a little misrepresented coming out here and I felt like not that I was only hanging around like black people back home but I just like I need I want you know, I crave, <laughs> like, that environment again. Mm -hmm. And being, having been in uh, Black History Month, it was cool to see that Hillsong uh, Church, this past Sunday, they did a Black History Month video, just, you know, like, different black people were just talking about their experience oh, in, in America, about, yeah. like, you know, just being a black person. And it just felt, I felt very seen and heard and represented. So those feelings, like... I just wish, you know, like, I could be around more people to relate to. Not that I can't relate to anyone else here. Like, don't get me wrong, please. But <laughs> it felt good, you know, to just have that uh, that time. Nice. What about you? Um, so my rose oh. is kind of the rest of the week um, leading up to this. I literally have been traveling so much the last couple weeks, and I haven't been home. So, my rose is being home and finally going back to normal life and getting responsibilities done. And I even had a self-care day where I literally went to get my eyebrows done. I had someone wash my hair for me. I literally paid someone to just wash my hair. <laughs> because, well, I didn't time it right. I, like, had my <clears throat> eyebrow appointment and I can't get my face wet for 24 hours after my eyebrow appointment. And Bruh. I just really wanted to wash my hair. So, honestly, that's a rose that went really well. Self-care is the best care, so, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> Manny? Mine, my rose is going to get very repetitive, you guys, because it's going to be my rose for the rest of my life. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> I'm a... Justin Bieber. Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I met Justin Bieber. I hugged I him. Same. Yes. She literally I ran. It. <laughs> oh yeah, you were there too. So now you forgot about me. I have two witnesses, and only one of them had the balls to go up to him. That's wow. so true. I literally I was... saw her run, and I like turned the other direction. I'm like, oh my god. I'm gosh. not a Jaden. I saw an opportunity, and I took it. And we were at church. And and it was amazing because he was standing in the first row, and Taylor Halder was also there. Who? And Taylor Halder, he's this TikToker. 
But anyways, I went up to <laughs> Justin Bieber, and I literally was like, sorry, and I hugged him. <laughs> but he was so nice. So nice. Yeah. And cool. I got it on video, and it was just amazing. And now you can die peacefully. <laughs> now I can't <laughs> complain about my life. So, um, so what about a Shout bud for you? A bud. So that's again something, something that you're like hoping that's to have. Blooming. That's blooming. That it has like fully bloomed. It's okay, in the yeah. flower bud stage. Has potential. Tent. I would say my acting career. Yes. Because it's been on a long I would break. Say that for you too. Right now, since October, I haven't really done anything acting related, which is kind of like I'm beating myself over the head over. Um, but. I have high hopes for this year because it's still early in 2022. Um, I have a lot planned, so just yeah, buckle up, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Better get our autograph. Wow, right? Yes. What about yours? I'm gonna add to my rose because I completely <laughs> forgot something else that's like super exciting. Okay, we're adding to our roses. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the more petals, the better. I just booked. <laughs> Our tickets to New York City oh, for my birthday. Oh, yes. oh yeah. That can be part of mine too. I, <laughs> I'm going. Well, I yeah, have never I have been. A, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm also traveling. Wah, wah. <laughs> I just bought tickets to go out of town too. Nice. So. nice. Well, it's not New York, so. <laughs> but, but it's before New York. So. Yeah. I've never been to New York. It's been on my bucket list. My grandma. Really? Yeah. How have you been to New York? No. Were you born yesterday? Are you here? <laughs> yeah, are you here? But um, my grandma lived in New York for like a long time, and that was where she lived when she was in America. So it's in my bucket list to see like all well. the places she's seen. And New York. Explore. And yeah, anyway, so my bud. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, it's like a rose and a bud. My job is really great. Um, and something I want to see, like, in the future is just really me being more involved like in the company meeting co-workers yeah. it's been like nice working remotely but my co-workers and I literally have to set up like a meeting in our calendar so we can like talk and be co-workers yeah you know because um, yeah. we don't have like much of an in-person aspect to it mm. but this week I like made some calls and I got access to our Salesforce building in Irvine. Um, so that it's, I think it's just going to work like a co-working space where literally people from different teams that work for the company <gasps> can so go fun. in there. Yeah. And then work and just like pick a desk and stuff. That's cool. And like, it's cool because the vibes are like tech company vibes. So there's <laughs> snacks and yeah. like all the robots rolling drinks. around yeah. <laughs> delivering. Like, yeah. But I'm excited to just like meet people that work for our company because our company has like 70,000 employees. Oh, dang. So like, Whoa. even though we're not in like the same team, we're from the same area, you know? So then it's like, oh, That's we're like cool. coworkers like, and hey. by each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bud. I'm just excited to see like what comes out of it and start Sweet. going into the office like yeah. once a week or something. Check yeah. you out. Yeah. Yes. My bud is my influencer career. It has definitely been a progress since I started to, you know, do my TikToks and do my brand collabs and I have pretty much a weekly you know, rotation of different brands that send me products and I post a picture and I get paid and, you know, eventually I want to add to that and more momentum and 
it's cool because, you know, I got reached out for one brand that saw me from a post from another Instagram. Mm. And so it's just been really cool. And it's also allowing me to be even more creative, tap into that creativity, you know, tool belt that we all have. (laughs) And um, even though I am an extrovert, it definitely is cringy to just make these videos that seem pointless. And then people are like, what's the point? Like, what mm. is, like, I'm not getting any, you know, nothing from this. I'm not getting smarter from this. But now I'm just like, that doesn't always have to be the point. The point is to entertain. The point is that you looked at my video and then you looked at it again. Yeah. So, you know, you're welcome. That's and cool. it's just been cool to see that flourish. I'm yeah. excited. It's kind of, um, I guess, inspiring, actually, because you guys know already that I've been sent a product to, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to talk about. Where is as it? An imp- it's right here, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I am going to be doing the same exact thing yeah. that you have, exactly. or you are doing, actually. Yeah. So thank you, noted. You're welcome. <laughs> for later. So is that your thorn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, with... Okay, so... Part of it is I didn't really have a thorn because I don't I don't know but um, that can be it actually I yeah. mean it's not that I'm afraid to do it it's just that I guess because I have so much freedom to like just talk about this product but I'm like I'm not a salesperson at all yeah. I That's true. I don't like they gave me like a not really a script but some things to make sure I mention in the video. Um, I'm just like, I've never done anything like this before, so it'll be cool to try it you out. you got people that can help you, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, True that. If I could think of another thorn, I guess, like... Um, send your prayers up, because I'm still on the hunt for a car. I was offered one today, but it's not in the best condition, and mm. I would probably have to put out... Or put up the same that I'm, like, purchasing it for to get it repaired. So I'm just like, mm, I don't think it's on it. Not worth it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Dang. I can't think of anything else, but... Nicole? Okay, I guess. okay. My thorn, um... So it's kind of like the opposite. You guys are, like, thriving in your, like, acting and influencer entertainment careers. Oh, so, with me... Yeah. <laughs> partially thriving. <laughs> um... I, like, just haven't put in work, you know, to, like, do commercials and get some modeling gigs, like, again, so I'm kind of just, like, not, like, upset, but also it's my fault, you know, yeah. like, I have no room we to be upset. we just gotta get you at that funk. Yeah, because we'll it's, like... Where we all applied it to like, backstage. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I just need to integrate it to my schedule somehow, because... Yeah. Working from home and then, like, doing home stuff and then, like, podcasts. So, it's, like, with a lot going on, you know? I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Like, when do I have time to do, like, X, Y, Z? But I just got um, a casting director that reached out for a show I will not disclose the name of yet. Oh, yeah. Um, But (laughs) the whole premise of it is if you um, have a tattoo you want to get removed. Oh, oh. And I just sent him photos of a tattoo I want removed. And it wasn't until... This moment right now where I looked at the photo and I'm like, oh my god, I should really get it removed. <laughs> because the lines are just, like, not consistent. Are you going to tell them what it um, is? Yeah, so it's a we need the poo tattoo. We need the poo. Aww. And it's what like, the lines are, are like, like, bleeding. You know, like, look at, that's, like, thinner and that's, like, thicker. But that could have also been from when it was healing, if you, like, might have scratched it or... 
I don't know. I didn't pay for this tattoo, so <laughs> well, that's, what, what would I expect? You know? <laughs> that's probably but, what I expect. <laughs> but the but. whole show was like, you know, if you have a tattoo, you'll yeah. be removed. So I just sent it in. We'll see what happens. If my, it's like a contest, so even if I don't win, I get paid to like be on the show and talk about my tattoo. That's so, so cool, sweet. right? Yeah. I love that. Okay. Details coming soon. <laughs> yeah, let you know. <laughs> my thorn is... I guess, so, I guess in therapy, there is a certain thing that was unpacked, and it's just been kind of weighing heavily more these past recent days than normally, because it's, like, something being processed, so I've just had a very overwhelming past kind of two days, just Mm. because when it comes with, like, therapy, it's really not all rainbows and butterflies, you're not healed on day one. It kind of, you kind of have to go through the bad shit to get through, like, you know, pot of gold. I don't know, mm. but, um, so it's just been a journey and has been fun and it has caused some, like, physical, like, just like my lower part of my stomach. It's just, I don't know, it's just been not fun. Going but, through it. Yeah, going through it, but <laughs> had therapy today and it was very nice and needed and, we actually did this exercise where she had me meditate and picture my younger self and she asked me what age do you see her what is she doing and what is something that she's asking for and it was just the craziest most like I miss those exercises healing exercises crazy I've never done that before and it was beautiful and it allowed me to just kind of give myself a pat back and hug myself and and now I was on like fire flight mode for the past two days and on edge and now I'm kind of just calm and just like chill, you know? <laughs> Riding the wave. Riding the wave. Oh the God. healing wave. But yeah, it's good. Recording the episode. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. definitely helped so much. My quote of the week is, if you were born with the weakness to fall, you were born with the strength to rise. Hey. Rupi Ko. And that kind of, you know, ties in to just being mentally equipped to handling therapy because this is a mental health episode and you all can do it. So get on out there. <laughs> Psychologytoday.com. Thank you, Manny, for the amazing quote of the week. You know. um, another thank you that we have is to our listeners in Hungary. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Hungary. Um, so for some reason, we are charting <laughs> as like one of the top podcasts in comedy like we were number what was it like 14 well what was it 35 yeah Yeah. so we started at like 100 something and then we went to 35 and now we're 14 yeah so people in hungary rise to the top language they speak hungarian yeah Dang, so y'all are <laughs> listening to yeah. an English well, podcast. Yeah. Does it well, translate or no? I don't know. My best friend Kira is from Hungary, and so she oh, shared it to her friend and her family, and um, I don't Spread know like if she's time. the culprit of this Probably. beautifulness, <laughs> but I love What's you, What's the population Kira. in Hungary? <laughs> I know, right? And How many podcasts are there in <laughs> Right? Um, but yeah. And another thank you is to our guest, Elijah. Thank you, homie. You're welcome, Thank you, Ruby. Guys. It was fun. Glad I could, you know, speak on the mental health, you know, this topic because I've been missing it so much. Mental health, oh, I applied to, um, when I first moved here, sorry, 
Um, I applied to like all the mental health clinics I feel in the area <laughs> and they, some of them got back to me willing to hire me, but they just were like, you need a car and insurance. And I'm like, well, aren't you guys like still doing like telework? Like, can I just work like virtually or whatever? They were like, no, because with this position, you need to be there. Um, needless to say, thank you for allowing me to be your first guest in the least. This is some pretty big shoes to fill. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> no, no, but you're setting guests, the bar. You're yes, setting the bar. our guests have. Nah, no, this was to totally tell. unexpected. Like, thank you guys. Seriously. Unexpected? Oh what my gosh! The... First guest, little old me. <laughs> <laughs> Big old you, man. Big old you. But what I will say to like close close it out is that um the only thing you can control is what you decide to do. So whether it's choosing the path of just like you know sulking in those miseries those worries those doubts those tribulations or choosing you know better professional help it's up to you um so just reach out to you know friends family nicole or manuela or myself or whomever else that you are most comfortable with to um you know get the help you need and guys, if you want to follow Eli on his acting journey and maybe reach out to him if you're a male who needs mental health advice or anything, follow him at... Nonchalant, but the A's are V. So N-O-N-C-H-V-L-V-N-T. And we'll tag him, so make sure to keep up with him. And to close out our little chat about mental health... Um, a friend told me, and I'm going to need to fact check this, but either way, I believe it, um, <laughs> is that your body takes 12 seconds to react um, from, like, the feeling of, like, something, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And so then when you're sad or you're crying about something or you're mad about something your body actually, like, does react, you know, mm-hmm. and feels that pain or whatever, but only for 12 seconds. After that, it's you choosing to wow. feel that way. And then once, like, I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. you're so right. Like, How I mean, long are you going to carry them feelings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 12 seconds or not? <laughs> so see a therapist or not, you know, like, obviously, it's everyone, everyone has a choice in that, but. I definitely believe we should all yeah. have one. I'm a big advocate, and so are you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guys, thank you so so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at the Millennialish Podcast. Our TikTok is also the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> at the Millennialish Podcast, and we have new episodes every Wednesday. Send us some. Of your topics that you want us to talk about. Yeah. You know, like this podcast is, is us talking, but it's for you. It's also for us to process our thoughts, you know? So whatever you want to hear, we'll talk about. Yeah. And you guys, I just want to say thank you so much to the few people who have really touched my heart with the DM saying that, you know, we've encouraged you to do something. Someone tried a new church because of us. Someone confronted something new because of us, and Good you guys job. just please. And that's why we do that's this. Why Y'all we doing do the daggone thing. Both of those people I haven't talked to in years, and I cried in tears of happiness, and so did Nicole. So please don't withhold your feedback. It's very much appreciated, and we love you guys, and we'll see you soon. See ya.